It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. With us now on the phone is the one and only minority leader of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, Cindy Munson. Good morning. Good morning. And I can tell you, ASAP Energy, great, great little convenience store. I bought a new car phone charger on Monday when I was in Western Oklahoma. Speaking of that, tell us about that. You were here for a fundraiser for the Democratic Party. How'd that go? It was great. We had a great time. Um, started actually my trip out at Southwestern and got a little tour and got an update on the Hodge uh, Rural Health Center and Pharmacy that we gave some uh, American Rescue Plan dollars. Uh, met Anthony's eighth grade science teacher, which was really fun. Dr. Chad Dr. Chad Kinder, my eighth grade science That's teacher. That's right. His first year Very, of college. Very nice man. And uh, learned a little bit more about the engineering uh, technology programs. I've never been on Swasu's campus, and so um, it was beautiful, beautiful campus. And then, uh, yeah, we had a great uh, event at Stafford Air and Space Museum. I did a quick tour just because it was a long day, so I'll have to come back and bring my nephew out. Picked up a Weatherford Daily News. Um, and we gave uh, your radio show a shout-out, I think, about 50 times, Harold. So if you track all that, I want to know if listeners, if it went up, um, I was talking, if it's got more listeners well, today. Yeah, I was talking to Jeff <laughs> Brong, and he said uh, we got a lot of good publicity at, at your meeting. Yeah, and what the weekly, the Daily News is your your paper, right, Harold? No, the, the West Oak Weekly. Oh, yeah, I got that, too. I got the Western Oklahoma Weekly as well. That one's our, our paper. So, Daily News is awesome. our competitor, but he's he's a good guy. Oh, well, sorry. Okay, okay. All good guys. Great. No, it was a, it was a great event. And, uh, you know, what's important for me is to so that people know, um, you know, they need to know who their, their leaders are. Um, and I let them know that uh, I come in every week on the airwaves and so they can hear what Representative Moore and I have to say about what's going on in the state and uh, it was just a good time to come together and uh, talk about the issues but more importantly encourage each other you know you guys know what the breakdown is at the in the House of Representatives so it's good that they know Democrats are out there and and quite frankly working with their representatives and senators to try to get good stuff done so it was a it was a good event. So what I know there were several people there I want to know what person kind of stood out in your mind, uh, there at that meeting? <laughs> well, Jeff Brong, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he would, and he's the state, he's the county chairman. Yeah, yeah, well, and um, uh, Jared Deck's family came out, too, so it was nice to meet. I've never met Jeff, or and I met Jared's mom, and so to meet their families was um, really great, and I, I feel so bad that her name is leaving me, but she owns a tag agency. Susan Stein. Yes, thank you. She uh, she probably stood out to me the most. Very energetic. Um, talked about some ideas she had, and so um, that that was fun. But she made sure to talk to every lawmaker that was there, and um, like I said, her energy and her passion was was really great. And I met Alan Boyd. Um, I haven't actually. He says we have met, but I unfortunately, you know, we meet a lot of people, and there's a lot going on. But we had a good time chatting and learned about his son and and works in Democratic politics, and so that was great. It was a great reminder that Democrats are, in fact, everywhere across the state of Oklahoma, even in Western Oklahoma. There's a few of you out here. That, that's right. That's right. And then they're good people, by the way. Yes. 
Uh, they just think differently than we do. Well, and really and truthfully, <laughs> Cindy's not going to like to hear this, but yeah, Western Oklahoma Democrats nationally are called Republicans. If you put a Western <laughs> Oklahoma Democrat in Chicago, they're called Republican. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Oh, well, you'd probably make them mad more than me. No, no, no. People no. say that about me, too. So, <laughs> so let, let's talk about like, what happened this whatever. week uh, in, in our Crossfire you. segment. Uh, we had um, a big week, special session called by the governor for three things he was trying to get done, but he hadn't really worked with the legislature in that situation. So start with you, Anthony. What are your thoughts? Uh, what happened? The Senate just came in and signed. He died. I know that much. Well, what happened is exactly what we expected to happen when you come in without a plan, as you know. Uh, if you come in with a plan, special sessions can be very effective and, and worthwhile. Uh, and when you don't, this is what you get. And unfortunately, um, you know, I was hopeful that we would adjourn to a call of the chair, which means we can have conversations outside the building without wasting taxpayer dollars being all up at the Capitol um, and have those conversations, you know, remotely and you know virtually uh, to try to get something that uh, some work done but um, the governor didn't show up to the senate's appropriation meeting and so they decided to adjourn signy die which means really anything we do on the house side at this point is ineffective because it can't even go across the building today. so it's done basically it's basically so done so representative munson uh I guess the question i don't understand it why why does the governor not try to get with the leadership in both the House and the Senate to come up with, with something at least that, that they can work on and then take to their members? That is a great question, especially a governor who is in the same party as, you know, the legislative leaders who, who, who lead a supermajority. It seems like common sense that you would sit down and have a conversation and even you know, whether you're in the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, there's no monolith. We know that everybody has different ideas and different ways of doing things. But he should be finding ways to sit down and at least hear from those leaders to say, you know, what's possible in your chamber? What what are things that your caucus members have been talking about that they would be, you know, here's my vision. Here's my goal. What you know, how many folks can get on board? And he doesn't do that. And he doesn't do that with many groups obviously we talk about it a lot with the tribes and and um he just has a hard time getting front of other leaders and talking about what his plans are and he's touted now i've shared my plan i said find a path to to eliminating the state income tax okay to me that's an idea or a vision a plan is how do we get there what is your what are your thoughts on how we get there and let's talk about what that looks like he was unwilling to do that and so He's getting sort of what he deserves, which is not much because he wasn't able to. And then he and then he goes on TV and uses his press conferences to blast, you know, those legislative leaders instead of trying to to visit with them and and get something done. And so it's really hard, I think, for uh, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle and both chambers to take him seriously because it seems more like he's trying to get media attention. Um, You know, I've said this a couple of times. I'm sure you all have seen him on TV. He's been on Fox News and some different national uh, stations to talk about eliminating the income tax, yet not talking to the people. Um, and he says it's our job to make the laws. I think we all know that. Um, we did well, run I, I think you're right, Cindy. I think that 
all he's got to do is walk across the rotunda, or, you know, <laughs> sit, you know, schedule schedule time to to talk with us because, quite frankly, there have been several groups working behind the scenes. There's you know a tax group from the House and Senate that have been working together, and we're really kind of getting close. Honestly, um, had some ideas that they were in alignment on because last year we passed a multitude, you know, kind of a menu of of options. And that's not really my preferred method. I'd rather have a plan in a place ahead of time so we know. Particularly for a special session. Without a doubt. You know, yeah. you're, you're coming in and you, you've got one thing to work on and you do it. Right. And uh, we did that with the workers' comp uh, bill a and, few years ago. And worked perfectly. And, you know, so we did what we had to do, but it was all planned out. And that was Governor Fallon, wasn't yes, it? Yes, she did a good and, job and, with that. And it was five days in, out, done, because you had it done ahead of time. But. You know, this is one of those things where I think that they were really close, and then we get this grenade thrown in of, hey, you're coming in and doing it right now my way. And that's just, you know, that's ineffective, unfortunately. So uh, it looks like at least maybe and talking to I, – I visited a little bit last night with uh, Representative Hilbert, who was in, in Clinton yesterday evening out at the White Dog at your fundraiser, by the way. It was a wonderful event. Beautiful anyway, night. he uh, – he basically said maybe this will help to start something this next year in the legislative session, maybe getting I, together. And I do think it started a lot of great conversations, kind of headed, getting people headed that way. And really, I think that, again, we've got to have a plan. What's our overall plan? Because the reality is, like you said, wanting to go to zero is an idea. Um, I'm all for making sure that our constituents pay the least amount of taxes they need to to fund the appropriate level of government. Um, but Kentucky, I think, has done it right. And this is something that I didn't know about until this call happened when I really started digging into it, um, you know, where there was benchmarks every year. And if they don't hit that benchmark, it doesn't go to the next place. And the first year, they didn't hit the benchmark. And so that's what I worry about. If we just do it without these benchmarks or triggers, you're going to be really, you know, hurting, and we're going to be in a bad, uh, be in a bind down the road. So that's making sure that we do have that plan and fail-safes along the way. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you about the national scene. Who's going to be the Speaker of the House? I mean, this is unprecedented. The first time in the history of the United States that they kicked out the current Speaker uh, when the party was actually uh, in control. So we'll be back with more right after these messages. The air we breathe shapes our health, even if we don't know it. But for many of us, the air we breathe is seriously hurting our health. One in five kids still lives with the dangerous effects of secondhand smoke, causing missed school from bronchitis, pneumonia, and even asthma attacks. But it doesn't have to be this way. Visit TobaccoStopsWithMe.com to learn more about the dangers of secondhand smoke and how to protect the air we all breathe. At BASF, we're constantly innovating. When others said, fungicides just can't last all season. We said, oh yeah, watch this. Then we invented Revilock fungicide. Powerful soybean protection that gets absorbed quickly, starts working fast, and lasts all season. It's everything everyone said wasn't possible. All new Revilock fungicide. That is how you do it. Always read and follow label directions. Are you ready to shake things up behind the bar or bring your meat cutting skills to the forefront? Lucille's Roadhouse in Clinton and Weatherford is looking for enthusiastic individuals to join the team. Clinton Lucille's is looking for a bartender and meat cutter, and Weatherford Lucille's is also looking for a meat cutter. They've got competitive pay, employee benefits, and a fun work environment. Apply in person at either Lucille's location. Join our team at Lucille's Roadhouse, where great drinks and delicious cuts make a fantastic team. 
It's a homecoming sale at Neighbors Shoe Center and Next Door Neighbors. Swansea Homecoming is this Saturday. But the homecoming sale at Neighbors Shoe Center and Next Door Neighbors starts right now. All ladies' boots are 20% off, plus take an extra 20% off prices on men's and women's shoes and accessories in the sale room. Don't miss the homecoming sale at Neighbors Shoe Center and Next Door Neighbors now through Saturday. And don't miss the homecoming parade Saturday afternoon at 1.30 and homecoming football game Saturday at 5.30. Come paint the town blue at Swasu's 2023 Homecoming Celebration. This is Swasu President Dr. Diana Lovell personally inviting you to come home to the hilltop for homecoming. We have events happening all week. You can find them at SwasuHomecoming.com. Saturday, the 7th, Homecoming Parade starts in Town Center at 1.30 p.m. Tailgate party outside of Milan Stadium at 2.30. And the kickoff at Flex Kim Field against Arkansas Tech at 5.30 p.m. Go dogs! Good morning. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. It's Crossfire brought to you by ASAP Energy, Lucille's, and ASAP General Stores. And uh, on the hotline with us this morning is uh, Representative Cindy Munson. In the studio is Anthony Moore. Good morning again. Welcome to the program. We're talking about different things going on in uh, state politics. Let's turn to the na- nation. First of all, Representative Munson, what are your thoughts as Democrats? Democrats voted with some Republicans to oust uh, Kevin McCarthy as the uh, Speaker of the House, which is unprecedented, never happened before. What are your thoughts about that? First of all, does this hurt or help the Republicans? Well, it hurts Americans when there's not a Speaker of the House of Representatives. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, first and foremost, that's problematic. And I think it shows just where we are uh, today with our politics. And, you know, I, I I can't say that there was much about Kevin McCarthy. And, and we know he had a really tough path to the speakership. If you don't remember or recall, I think they voted 15 or 16 times in January to actually elect and then um, have a, a speaker of the House. Um, and so so that in and of itself, I you know, I think it's just problematic in the beginning. But um you know, he, he made a lot of there's a lot of leadership lessons that we can learn from him right now. I think he made a lot of promises to a lot of people to try to appease them to get their vote. And it all backfired on him. And, you know, I give I do give him credit uh, for, you know, doing what he could to keep from the government from shutting down. I mean, you know, that would have impacted a lot of folks. Not, you know, people may think that's just in Washington, D.C., but we know that that means a lot for people even in Oklahoma who work for the federal government, who are funded by the federal government, that their jobs could have been, you know, just shut down and they wouldn't have gotten paid and money wouldn't be flowing where it needed to go to provide services. Uh, And so, you know, I'm going to ask you a question real quick because I. Oh, sorry. We're running out of time here. I want to get this question in. We've only got three minutes. Okay. Okay. So so, you and Harold can see each other. I can't see y'all. So I will say this. I'm, I'm disappointed. I don't love everything about him. But he did try to work with Democrats to get things done. And then he went out and blamed Democrats. And so, you know, he's he's kind of made enemies with both sides, his own party. And then and then, yeah, the Democratic Party. Sorry. So I, there you go. No, my bad. So my question is, you have a speaker of the House who's a Republican who works on a bipartisan effort to keep the government open. And his thanks is being ousted by the Democrats with eight people from the far right. So does that promote or reject the idea that the next speaker should 
should encourage bipartisanship because you and I talk on here all the time about we need to work together. We need to work together. But then you work together and then you get ousted by the other side Mm -hmm. for working with the other side. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. why Matt Gates stood up and and made the motion to vacate was you worked with the Democrats in a bipartisan fashion. We want you out. And then the Democrats voted with him for working with them. And so I don't understand how that promotes unity. I mean, doesn't that just promote dysfunction under the next speaker, no matter who it is? I think the next speaker, the person who runs for speaker is going to have to figure out a way because of because it doesn't take much apparently to, to now to unseat a speaker of the house to to really negotiate with the Democrats. He should go to the minority leader and have a real honest. He or she should have a real conversation about what would the Democrats want and need in order to support me, and then that person's going to have to follow through. I mean. This is, like I said, it's it's a lesson in, in leadership, and it's hard. It, it, I'm not I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, of course, I'm not there, but you know, I, I think it is hard in today's culture where we're at that you know someone who can lead from the middle, who then is going to be sort of taunted by those on the most extreme. And right now, it is the focus is on the Republicans because that's where it's happening, and they have the power in the House. So well, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I can't ever tell if you're pausing to, to catch your breath or keep going. My my apologies. You know, my problem is there are a lot of moderates on both sides and the moderate, you know, there were eight Republicans vote to oust him and every Democrat voted to oust him. I, I just can't imagine that every Democrat thought that he needed to be out. And so that, well, and here's the thing. In a regular election like we have in the House, it's normal for the Democrats to vote for the nominee that the Democrats put correct. up. Correct. Same thing on a national level. It's normal, and you have you fault no Democrat for voting for uh, the their party nominee. nominee. Right. But in this case, they actually um, voted you know, um, against him uh, when it was a nay or, yay or nay vote. So. Well, and I think you have a real issue for the the far right, uh, you know, the eight that voted to oust him on the Republican side because you, you voted with the Democrats to oust a sitting Republican speaker. And so, I mean, I think that it looks bad in, on all fronts. I think it looks bad for all 218 Democrats that sided with uh, the far right, and I think the far right looks like you know looks pretty ridiculous. Uh, well, Jeff Wrong says he literally turned to Democrats as a last resort and didn't get, even give them input. He just tossed it out there and hoped they would vote for the stopgap <laughs> measure. And then he blasted. He also he also turned around and went on on the media and started blaming Democrats for everything. So he asked for their help, they helped, and then he went and just blasted them. And so yeah, that now you're in the, you, I mean that's how, that's so how. so Jeff is pretty blunt. He says he's a jerk and shouldn't have been saved or wasn't worth saving. Well, I disagree. Uh, if Jeff thinks that the Democrats should vote with the far right on anything, then I'm I'm gonna. Go ahead and mark this day down. What today is October sixth. Uh, happy birthday to my mom, and uh, you know I'll, I'll mark this day down that Jeff Barong sided with the far right Democrats on Capitol Hill. <laughs> you mean far right Republicans? I'm sorry, far right Republicans. Sorry, <laughs> I just got a text. Okay, here. we got a new. We've got another uh, uh, guest on the show, and we can't see each other. We're having a rough Friday. Uh, you need to come out and be on the show every week. Just drive yeah, out. so we can. You can see where I take my long breaths. I'm sorry. It's understandable. I'll I'll be better. Yeah, very good. We're out of time, believe it or not. Thank you all for both being on this morning. Love having you, Cindy. Our show brought to you on Fridays, Crossfire, brought to you by our friends at uh, ASAP General Store, Rick Cook, and uh, also Lucille's. 
And we'll be back with more right after these messages. Cindy, thank you so much for being on the show. I should say Representative Munson and also Representative Moore. Thank you. Y'all have a great weekend. And who's going to win tonight, Clinton or Weatherford? Cindy, you want to give us your Oh, man, it's that time of year. She, has she ever I'm made gonna a go, pick? I'm going to go with Clinton. I, I'm going to go with Clinton. And, and Anthony? I'm going 21-20 Clinton. All right. And I'm picking Weatherford. And Mustafa and I have a bet, <laughs> uh, a steak breakfast at Jerry's. All right. Depend, no no score difference. Just, just, it's just, a wager just you know, on the up. game. Yeah. Heads up. I'm picking Weatherford. He's taking Clinton. All right. So. It'll be a good game, yeah. a great night either way. Thank you all for being on. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.